That music is an invitation, an invitation to sit up and join me as we look into God's Word. This isn't your parents' Bible study or some pre-printed material from your denomination. Each episode, we tear into God's letter to humanity to see what would God have us know about Himself, about the world around us, and about ourselves. I am Brother Mitchell from the Discipleship Center, and you are listening to the TDC Podcast. Before we get into the next test in James, let's review quickly. We started out with how do you respond to trials, and we said that we count it all joy, we are asking for wisdom, we have trials being the equalizer, and trials versus temptations. The second test was how do you respond to God's word? We talked about putting away anger and be doers of the word instead of just hearers. The third test was are you partial or prejudiced? The fourth test was does your deeds match your faith? The fifth test was, does your words match your faith? And we talked about pastors and teachers' responsibility, and is your mouth out of control? And next, the test is, how do you respond to the world? James chapter 4, starting in verse 1. What causes quarrels and what causes fights among you? Is it not this, that your passions are at war within you? You desire and do not have, so you murder. You covet and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your passions. You adulterous people, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you suppose that it's to no purpose that the scripture says he yearns jealously over the spirit that he has made to dwell in us? When I was younger, I would often wonder about this passage. Who doesn't love the world? I mean, we all want green trees and clean water, clean air, bunny rabbits and butterflies. But that's not what God is talking about when he talks about the world. What we're talking about is the world system that says man is number one. We are the solution to all of our problems and desires. And that we are only accountable to ourselves or to thine self be true. This is the world directed by Satan. Satan doesn't need you to worship him to be part of the anti-God world system as long as you worship yourself or anything else other than God. You'll be satisfied. I've seen guys come through our shelter who couldn't go home to their families because they're worshiping drugs. I've seen guys come through here who couldn't hold down a steady job because they're worshiping alcohol. I've seen guys come through here who couldn't go home because of some crime that they've committed. Why wouldn't God want me to have friendship with the world? I'm a friendly guy. We're not talking about bringing a pie next door to the Johnsons or getting Mrs. White's cat down from the tree. No, the original word that's translated as friendship is talking about a deep-seated, comfortable love for something, like you might sit on the couch with your sweetie with your arm around her all evening. This is what God says is his enemy, the type of person who would look at all the anti-God system of self-promoting, pleasure-seeking, me first, I want what you have no matter what it takes to get it because, baby, I'm worth it. It's the type of person who would look at God's gift of salvation and then back at all that evil anti-God system and sit down next to it and wrap your arms around it and look back at God and say to him, no thanks, we're good over here. 
In the beginning, God created this world in perfect balance to sustain us, to satisfy us, and he created us to have perfect fellowship with him. But then sin happened, and ever since that time, we've been in a spiritual tug of war. God says, I'm the source of all knowledge about good, and the world says, but you're missing out on all the knowledge of bad. God says, I will raise you up in my time, and the world says, stand up and take what's yours now. God says, I will direct your paths, and the world says, choose your own destiny. God says, I will satisfy you, and the world says, there can never be enough. God says, follow me, but the world says, take the lead and forge your own path. The problem is that the world is against everything that God is about. There's no room to follow Jesus and chase after the world at the same time. You turn on the TV and what do you find? The tearing apart of marriages, the redefining of marriage, the removal of the husband's role of leader and protector of the household, the tearing down of the work ethic, adultery, homosexuality, drug and alcohol abuse, having all the money, having all the stuff, having all the leisure time, having no consequences. I often wondered as I watched some of the sitcoms back in the day when I actually watched TV, how do these people always go out to eat at the restaurant, have nice cars to drive, go on trips, have nice houses or apartments with nice stuff in them, and always hang out with their friends, but they never go to work? The songs on the radio send messages out about casual sex outside of marriage, alcohol abuse, drug use, failed relationships, revenge, racism, greed, theft, murder, self-pride, self-pity, and a host of other things that try to take the image of God and man and try to normalize the corruption of individuals in society. The closest thing we can get to understand the kind of betrayal we've committed against God would be if you had a spouse who you loved and did everything for, and they left you for somebody else. Not only that, but you forgave them, and they continue to run off with someone else time and time again. It might make you so mad that you start having some thoughts about what you should do to that person they ran off with, huh? Well, that's how it is with God. He's done everything for us, given us this world to live in, food to eat, air to breathe, given us our very lives, and we thumb our nose at him like we got some better offer from the world. Well, God will not continue to be spurned by mankind forever. Someday he's coming back to confront the world that rejected him and lead so many individuals astray, and he's not going to be satisfied with just a punch in this devious world in the eye and walk away. No, sir, this world will go through a time of trouble that it's never seen before, and everything will be destroyed. All the political systems, all the economic systems, all the false religions, all the militaries, all of it will be utterly destroyed, and all that will be left will be the followers of Jesus who were faithful to the end. Then the Bible says that for 1,000 years, Satan and his demons will be locked away, unable to influence those on earth. But at the end, he will be turned loose for a time, and there will be people living in a perfect society with no reason not to follow God except that their hearts are evil. And they will follow Satan in one final rebellion, and then they will also be wiped out. And then a new heaven and a new earth will be established. And never again will we have to worry about sin, rebellion, or any part of the curse that we now live in. Sounds kind of harsh, doesn't it? Well, that's the real God of the Bible. The God who is holy and won't tolerate sin. The God who is just and requires an accounting for all the things we do. The God who is all-powerful and will never be overcome by any enemy. This God is the same God who came down as the man Jesus and paid the penalty for our sins so that we could be offered a renewed life and be able to follow him in righteousness and truth. But what about you? Have you been sitting around 
cuddled up with the world and telling God to take a hike? Have you put them off time and time again? Well, time is something we're not guaranteed, and I urge you not to delay any longer, but repent of your sins. Follow Jesus today before it's too late. If you want to know more about how to get started on following Jesus, head over to our website and click on that button about salvation and read about how you can have peace with God, too. The Discipleship Center and its subsidiaries, TDC Aquaponics and TDC Farm, are a registered 501c3 charity serving in the not-so-beautiful city of Kekakee and its surroundings. Have you or a loved one been struggling with substance abuse, chronic unemployment, need some work experience after a recent incarceration, or just failed to move on to a more productive phase of life? There is hope just around the corner with the Discipleship Center, where every life matters and we strive to fulfill the Great Commission, one life at a time. Check us out on the web at www.discipleshipctr.org today.